So we are starting Reish Chavhei. So it's a new section, and the chapter is covered. We're starting the covered Vadim. Starts off with a piece before going into the first Vad. Uh, and the covered is a actually it's a um, we it's discussed in other places. There's going to be a, a small piece that I'll probably mention from the first sefer. But we mentioned already even on page Lamed, so that's actually worth refreshing if you either haven't listened to it ever or in a while. But on page Lamed, uh, we actually said in the middle of the second paragraph. In a certain way, our our entire world is a world of values, of priorities, of but essentially of assigning value to things. Everybody, even if you know the truth, but a person has to assign values to things. A lot of people know the truth, and that's not necessarily what they opt for. And he, he goes on to say that part of our entire avoda, Iker Pu'ulas Kayecha Bechira, the entire Iker of actualizing our choice is Lahagil Ha'aracha Zushi Emes. So a person has Seichel, a person has the intellectual, the rational part of them. They have their guf, but they have, uh, I guess if we wanted, we could frame it as the world of Midos, where a person has, you know, their drives, how they feel about things the things that are actually going to motivate them. And many people can know the truth, but in a practical way, their values are not in line with that. The example that we gave over there was, you know, uh, that that a used stamp can be worth more than a new stamp. In other words, the, the way that we assign values to things, sometimes it's arbitrary. Um, so the, the idea of assigning a value system in line with what we know to be the truth, that's be'etzem, where our kayach, where our kayach lies in order to understand the truth. So that's just a matter really of education. So we're going to be talking about the idea of kavod that really lines up with that. What is kavod? We're going to say that kavod is essentially the platform, the grid, or the idea, the vehicle through which we assign values to things that don't otherwise have a uh, like an articulable, a, a clear value. It's not worth a certain amount of money. It's not, you know, heavy. Something is heavy versus light. You know, so we'll see. We'll see how he addresses it, and we'll we'll come back around to discuss it. So again, he starts off page two twenty five, Kavod Perak Shmini. Our world is essentially a world of values. That's how we operate, right? Otherwise, what's the difference between who knows? The, the, you know, whether it's uh, what to buy, who to hire, the value of work, a diamond versus a piece of glass. The way that we operate in society, who you in in our in the context of our discussion, who you're going to give cover to? You know, old people, young people, more education, less education. Uh, eth- is is ethics worth more than physical pleasure? Everything has a value, and that's what you pay for it. That services also have a value, and that value is going to dictate how much you pay for services. 
Umana Oimer Chachmasi Ani Marichalach Rashai Lidrosh Sichum Gadol Vein Bo Dinona. A person who says that I have a unique expertise or skill, he could charge a tremendous amount of money for his skill, right? When you pay somebody, oh, I'm making it up $500 an hour, you're not paying $500 an hour, you're paying $500 an hour for their 10, 15, 20 years of expertise and training so that they could serve you for an hour. The expertise that they have, there's no din of Aina on it. There's no, it's not, you're not overcharging for it because otherwise, the, what dictates the value? You're paying for their expertise. Gamla Adam Bator Adam Yesh Erech. A person as a human being also has a value. So how are we going to articulate this? What's the measure of the value of prioritizing the way that you relate to one individual over the way that you relate to another individual? It's not going to be with money. So what's going to be the mechanism? What's going to be the value system by which we relate to different individuals? Kavoid is going to be the system when I relate to one person in one way and I relate to another person in another way. How do I, on what scale do I say that one person is higher or lower than another? That system is going to be kavod. comes from the word kavod, heavy, gravitas is like gravity, right? It's heavy, but it, it weighs more. It's more substantial. The system by which we relate to things that don't otherwise seem to have a clear value. And we're going to say that it's more, we're going to go a little bit, dig, a little bit deeper, that it's more than just, you know, whether or not you stand up for them or call them sir. It's not a commodity. It's not something that you can exchange. Besides for just etiquette, polite, you know, accepted practices, it doesn't seem to have an established framework. It's almost like a spiritual, abstract, psychological type of a, uh, of a thing. But what, what, it is, what is it exactly that we're talking about? So, we're going to be talking about, you know, assigning values. And the truth is, Ravon Lobianski one time was talking about this idea also. He said, you know, you could have the most advanced computer in the world that knows how to calculate things, but it only calculates things based on the data that you feed into the computer. The idea of being able to acknowledge things and literally assign values, like we said on from page Lamed, that really ties into the Kaya Habakhira. Otherwise, it's just, you know, Planet of the Apes. If it's just, even if it's a complicated calculation, but if it's really just a matter of responding to some series of stimuli so that if you knew enough, you could just, you know, spit, spit it in and spit it back out, so then that's not really a Bechira, that's just an advanced computer. The, the, this idea of using, of being at the etzim of Kayach HaBechira, of assigning values, and covered being almost like, you know, the at the height of that, because it's not something that's necessarily tied to any of these stimuli, it's it's, it's something that's more Ruchni and Nafshi, so that becomes really, it ties strongly into our and strongly into the uh, into the and the human element, and it ties very strongly into what a human being is. It will become more clear soon. Every person needs to be valued, and it's central to what the person is. Saba Mislabadka, Ragan Rav Naftai Tzifenkel, a person can't live 
without kavod. And that a person that you would take away all of his kavod, then he would die, or you know whether he die physically or not, he would be he would be a shell of a human being. Ms. So this already could be, you know, it's kind of streamline. It, it, take, it would have taken, it takes a lot of preparation to be able to streamline something, which I didn't put in enough. But the idea of self-confidence, right? If a person really truly values themselves, then instead of hunting for kavod, so then by then actually instead of needing other people to value him. He is able, or she is able to value others. There's a, there's, a, there's a very interesting thing that Maral talks about, or we're going to talk about it from, we're going to bring a little bit from the first volume to talk about it. Because, right, it says, which is an interesting thing because the whole idea of who's mechubed, so that's Tully and others. Right, you could say Ezu Chacham Reyes Anayla, Ezu Asher Sameach Pachalko. These are things you could do. If I am honored, that means that other people give me honor. How am I honored? Because I honor others. Is it just like a quid pro quo? It's a mida connected mida. It seems to be something in the definition, and we'll try to give some sort of an approach to it. But he says over here that everything is tied to kavod. Either people need kavod, and if a person really, if a person really is a balmaila and he values himself to the utmost in a in a in a good way, in a serious way, at that point he can give kavod to others. To just not have any value system at all. You know, everything is just willy nilly and it's chaos. And there's no rhyme or reason to anything. You have nothing to live for. Uh, a person would just like disintegrate. Now, the the truth is, is that in a even in a just push it way, I you know I was thinking that why is it it's it's ezum chubed amachabed es habrios is that a like a linear thing if I want honor then I should honor others and then I'll get it back right we mentioned one time that if a person want if you lift others up so then you know their their value their idea of covered comes really from you so then they're going to give it back right so if you in, in a certain way in a certain way if you go and you raise others self-confidence and they relate to you as that person then that's going to come back to you that's true Right, we mentioned that uh, also from Baron Lopiansky. He mentioned about Rav Nussin Svi Finkel that he had a thousand chavrusas with, uh, you know, with 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 weaker people one on one. So if you if you're the type of person that when you see somebody weaker, you raise them up. And Mela, you're going to be you're, if you're the one who raised them up and it works, you raise them all up. But you raise them up, so you're on top of them. That's how they relate to you. So then you're going to be on top of everybody. The other reason why I think it makes sense in even a pushit way is because. Let's say everybody honors you, right? So if you walk into a room and you're like the best basketball player in the world or the best, uh, you know, uh, the classical music player, whatever it is, and you walk into a kindergarten and they all talk about how wonderful you are, it's totally irrelevant to you, right? If, If a person doesn't have any view of 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 a covetic view towards others then he can never really have covered himself because if i don't respect you if i'm condescending towards you so then that means that any covered that i get back 
is also meaningless because who is ultimately respecting me? People who I have no respect for. The only way to really be mechubed, to really be mechubed in any real sense, to get honor that's actually worth honor, is in a way that you have value for other people. The, right? So the, the, it, it's a little bit of a catch-22. If I need honor, but I don't honor others, so then I have this void, I have this gap that needs to be filled. I need honor, but I put everybody else down. So let's say I'm totally condescending to everybody around me. So what happens? They give me honor, but I don't care about that honor. I might be, you know, filling some sort of like a perverse type of a need, but whatever honor they give me back, it's not really going to build me into anybody because who cares what they think? So the question is going to be, so, so it, it, it's, it's a little bit like what comes first, the chicken and egg. If I'm going to be a mechubed, what I have to do is I have to live in a world where other people are of substance. Once I live in a world of substance, so then I can get the honor back. Now, how am I able to give, how am I able to honor others? I'm able to honor others when I have the honor to give. So it, it works both ways. Once I, once I have like a true value system, and I'm a mechubed, ezu mechubed, hamachabed es habrius. If I have honor to give, so then also it's going to end up being that when I get honor back, I'm going to be able to be honored. But we're going to, we'll, we'll take that maybe also, we'll take that also maybe a step further. So, but, but in a second. But, but, but I think that that's true. If I have a need for honor, then it means that I don't, I don't have the substance that's worthy of honor. I have a gap. Once I have a gap, I'm looking for honor for others. Once, once I have a vacuum, so then I don't really have, have, have honor to give and then I'm not going to be able to get it back. Okay. But anyway, So this idea of covered, I'm leaving that hanging a little bit, but we'll, we'll speak out. It's, this is the beginning chapter, so we're sort of setting up some of the parameters of understanding what it is that we're even going to be working on, because covered is very abstract. So if we're setting up some sort of a value system, some sort of a system of priorities, so is it just something else? In other words, why are we saying that covet is different from everything else? Because it's just, you know, it's not tangible? In what way is a monetary system of value different from a covet system of value? Something that's physical, then it's then you're able to assign a monetary value. But Adam is a Ruchniistic being. And therefore, the value that relates to Adam is also going to be Ruchni Vizehu Kavid. This is called Kavid. So it's working on a different system. Let's go a little bit deeper into it. Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzvakos, Maloch HaLaaretz Kavodo. Kadosh Baruch, we say, uh, the, we say by Kedusha, it's Pasuk Neshayahu, that Kadosh Baruch was Maloch HaLaaretz Kavodo. The Aretz is full of Hashem's Kavod. Now that's already, again, a little bit strange, right? HaKadosh Baruch was the Ein Saifias, HaKadosh Baruch is infinite, HaKadosh Baruch needs nothing. You can't be Mechabed. Anybody that's going to be, I mean, this certainly uh, goes in line, I think, with what we were describing uh, in a certain sense, because uh, if 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite and there's nothing that you could possibly give HaKadosh Baruch Hu because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not missing anything, then what's the nature of being Mechabed Hashem? What's the nature of, of Kavot to Hashem coming from the world? Anything is going to be on a lesser on, on, on a lesser position. So the only thing that could be that, that, that could be really a Gilei Kavod for HaKadosh Baruch Hu is something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a certain sense like invests in, but it, we have to make it make sense. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kadosh, Klomer Muvdol HaKadosh Baruch Hu is removed from anything physical. It's not even graspable by, by any physical uh, notions. So how do we relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? How do we acknowledge Him? The idea of Kavod is a way that we relate, that we're able to acknowledge HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. That's called Kavod. So now we're starting to get some place, a gilui, a revelation relating to something, and how you relate to that is on that system of kavod. This is how HaKadosh Baruch Hu set it up. Everything that's called by my name, with a Kedusha, with something that's Ruchni, with something that's, we'll see, Torah-related, out of this world, and there's a Giloy over there. Right, and the biggest the biggest gilo is that we're not machines in a in a certain sense. Right, covered is malchus. We've discussed in a little bit of a different context, not to go too off the beaten path, um, but we have maybe in the Rosh Hashanah and we talked about it as Hakadosh Baruch Hu relates to the world. So there's a certain measure. It's called there's midos or spheres. Malchus, whatever's at the end of the line, is laced the garme klum. That that the way the the lowest rung is not really what Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's not really shef. It's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is investing in the world, it's a reflection of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus. That reflection of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus is really, in a certain sense, us using our Bechira to acknowledge that, in a certain sense, that we don't have Bechira. It's us using our, our Bechira to acknowledge that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is MS and that that's the reality, that there is nothing else. That is Kveit Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus is shown in the world when there's a Gilo. If, if, if everybody's a machine, then that just shows that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is stronger than anything else. But when when when... Everything accepts Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus as Einoid Milvadoi, so then that becomes an expression of Einoid Milvado from 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 within Bechira. Okay, Mizen Navin Kibem Makom Sheish Kedusha Yesham Kasham Yesh Kavod Gamba Adam Yesh Kedusha Shari Nitna Bein Neshama Kedusha. So let's see if we can make a little bit of sense out of what we're talking about. And I'm going to borrow from the first volume on page Kuf Yud Zion. He go, he brings the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Volba does. He says these are the people that don't have chelik la'ilam haba ha'emrein terem and shemayim tanra banan. He goes kidavra shem baza and it mentions a bunch of things kidavra shem baza pikeres hamchal zakadshem hamavaza samayadis things that people are mavaza kedusha mavaza taira mavaza talmidei chachamim who are human expressions of Torah in this world. A person who is mavaza divrei shebekedusha. So those people ain't lem chelik la'ilam haba. So he says that a pagia in Kavara Taira is is, is makes one lose chelik oylem haba and this idea of bizayon to the point that somebody who's an actual murderer is killed in Bezdin 
but we don't say that he loses his chelik and oilam haba. But malben pnei chaveru barabim, somebody who's mevaze, another Jew, they have a din of a roitzeach, and they are einlam chelik loilam haba. So even more than an actual murderer, somebody who's mevaze, another tzelam elokim, is einlam chelik loilam haba. Obviously, bizoyin is the opposite, the opposite of kavod, and this relates to not having a chelik and oilam haba. So. He says, what happens when you're mavaza another person? You're essentially being mavaza the neshama. You're mavaza another tzalamelokim. Says Revolba, Namur kan be'ezes Hashem al-davar gadol. Ha-neshama nikres kavod. The idea of a neshama in a person is called kavod. He brings Pumsukim. And he says, Tachlis yitziras ha-adam laharbis kvayt shemayim ba'olam. The entire point of this world, this world where it's set up so that in a certain way there's the least giloy, there's the least revelation, right? Closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, in the more ruchniest worlds with the Malachim, there's a much clearer revelation. Where is the greatest giloy of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Where you have this world that's Behelam, it's in the darkest place, and where we bring in revelation, we're not forced, like what we said before, where you're not forced. If you're forced, then you're just a machine. Where all of a sudden, we there's a giloy of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world, that's Kvayt Hashem, and that's the entire tachlis of the Bria. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu just wanted there to be only Hashem, so then he didn't have to create the world for that. The entire purpose of the entire creation is so that we can have a giloy, a, a giloy of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We're going to have to see what that means. But uh, again, it's a little bit abstract, but the, the whole idea of covet is very is a very abstract concept. So he says the idea of a neshama is is covered and the whole tachlis of the bria is to bring covered into the bria to the point that what should our life look like? He quotes Rebbeinu Yona and he says every movement of your lips, every act, every movement of your eye, every single thing in this world, the way that you relate to anything, should be part of your avodah. And a person who embodies that ideal is a Tamil Chacham and a person who's Mavaza Tamid Chachamim, they're basically being Mavatel, this entire idea. Of, if the entire purpose of the world is a Gilo Shechina, and the way that we embody that is to say that there's no extra movement in the world, a person has to live with a thousand million percent purpose, and the embodiment of a person who lives with purpose is a Tamil Chacham, and that's the point of life. And a person who goes in their Mavaza Tamil Chacham, they're undermining the entire Tachlis of the world. So for them, ain't like chelik le'elam haba. That 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 the way that we're building up our elam haba is to bring a gilik vayd Hashem into the world, and a person who's mavaza this is has no chelik le'elam haba. So he says, what's what's kavod? Kavod is not etiquette. It's a hakara and a gilui and a milas davar. The whole idea of kavod is a recognition. It's a revelation of something. When I'm a chabed a person, I'm megala their chashivos. When I'm a gala person, I'm a gala that are chashivos, right? The, uh, the the a little bit off off the topic for a second. The, the Balatanya says something I think along the lines of this. The way I remember Perak Lamed Beis, I think, but he says, "V'yahavta l'reicha kamaicha." 
The, if I, what, what does it mean? I love you like I love myself. Who am I? I'm a chelik elokami mal. The problem is I have a physical body. Except for the fact that what? Those are my challenges. That's the it's things that I do. It's not who I am. So I rationalize and I explain. Okay, I have challenges like everybody else. But Ba'etzim, I'm a good person. I'm a tzelem elokim. Don't hate me because I have challenges. So if I relate to myself as a tzelem elokim, then I relate to you also as a tzelem elokim. Ah, you have challenges, and your challenges involve like parking my drive way so I can't stand you. No, the same way that I relate to myself as a Tselemelokim, except for the fact that I have certain challenges, I relate to you also as a Tselemelokim that has certain challenges. But there's no reason for me to hate you because of your challenges the same way I don't hate myself because of my challenges. But if I can't stand you, I'm not via hafta l'reyacha. I can't stand you. Why? It's because I don't really relate to you as a Tselemelokim. If I re- if I don't relate to you as a Tselemelokim, I relate to you because of your like animal aspect of yourself, and that's what a person is, then Ba'etzem I also am not relating to myself as a Tzalem Elohim, and, and I'm not going to be a Mechubit either, right? It's a different way of coming into the same idea. The way that I relate to myself, I relate to you, and the way that I relate to you, Be'etzim, I relate, I relate to myself. So he says over here that though if I'm Vaza you, then 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 I'm taking covet out of the world because the entire what's the entire covet the entire idea of the entire purpose of the bria is to bring a gilu of Hashem into the world. The entire gilu of Hashem in the world is to understand that the world was created with a design and a tachlis. The way that we reach that tachlis is by saying that everything has purpose, and the utmost of that is a person who's living as a talmud chacham. But even just to realize that everything was was God. Given and we assign everything of value, and we assign that everything is godly in this world, and and therefore th- th- you you come to a hakara of enod movado. Uh, and therefore, he goes on. He says that the, that once you do that, when you walk around and you see this in the bria, you understand that the bria is a reflection of a kaddish baruch hu. What you're really doing is you're actualizing your neshama. That's why he says that the neshama is covered when you see the the world, when you see the world through your through through your neshama through your neshama's eyes. You see the world through Hakadosh Baruch Hu creating you as a Baal Bechira so that you have a job in life and that uh, and that you're the driver. Okay, your body is just sort of like you know the company car. Then the Be'etzem you're relating to you're relating to the world as a neshama. That Be'etzem is covered. That's the way that you're relating to the uh, you're, you're relating to the entire you're relating to the entire world. And once you're a Mechubid, so then you, then you're Be'etzem Ben Olam Haba. You're, you're you're not this world happens to be the stage on which you're operating on, but you're not living the, you're not you, you're you're not looking at this world as like a physical thing. You're looking at this world as the physical expression that HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up really in order just to recognize the godliness within it. And by the way, he says, this is true now, that this is really the illness of this world that the, that, that the Tekufan, when he's talking already, is that people are mezalzel and everything. They, they divorce the world of all meaning. It's only physical. It's only whatever it is, right? That when, when you divorce things of meaning and when you create a zilzal, and the the Talmud Chacham is the height of being mezalzal in something meaningful. But in general, when you're mezalzal in things in the world, and you suck meaning out of the things that are around you, you're essentially doing the opposite of Kavad Hashem. So back in, back in our piece, 
the, the, the whole idea of covered is basically a Ruchnia system on which you're assigning values to thing. The ultimate, the ultimate covered, the ultimate covered is really a Gilui of Kedusha in this world. It's a, re, it's a recognition of the Tachlis with which Hashem created the world. And that's seeing the, the world and assigning values based on your Neshama, where you recognize something maybe in a Sikhli Dik way, but you use your Kayach HaBechira to bring your value system in line with the with MS and with the ultimate MS and you see you see this world as an expression of Hakarish Baruchu and that's a Giloy and that's Kavoid. Now Parsha Shlema Yesh Petera Meveres as Yachas Ben Kedusha V'Kavod is Parsha B'Omer. Okay, he goes on. He Maschila B'Kedusha B'Kuhuna V'Kohana Gedul the Kuhuna Gedayla V'Dinim Shel Kavod Kedusha Zumachayeves. Okay, he goes on. He says that there's an idea of uh, the the Parsha of Kavod that 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 uh, uh, associates Kavod with Kedusha, separateness, things that are outside that are outside the world that are Mufrish that are Kadosh Dek. Kadosh, 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 Hashem talks Maloch Alaretz Kavodo, and then he says Kavod is Misharish Kavod, right? We said like heavy, substantial, gravitas. Vahavchu Akitzoni he Klala. What's the opposite of of Kavod? Klala. Klala is a lashon from Kal of light. Shehi Misharish Kal. Kishani misyaches al mishu bekoyved roishani mechabdo and mekilim b'amakal and I say then I curse them because I don't have a I don't have a uh, respect for it. Kol oid she'adam mitzapa lekach she'chabdu also as much as a person anticipates that other people will respect him, so who miskasha lechabed acherim? If that means that he's lacking based on the way that we explained it before, ad kama that I'm lacking kavod, then who am I to give you kavod? I, I, I could do something outwardly if I don't have substance, then I then then what covenant am I giving you? I'm just entitled. Uh, you know, I'm the center of things and everything is coming to me, but if I'm entitled, that means that, like, again, like I kind of like need things that I don't have. I'm essentially a person who's entitled as much as they're coming off as, as being on top of the world and I deserve everything. What they're really saying is that I deserve things that I don't have. What they're really doing is they're coming across as a Baal Chisarayim. Asher kala covered magia raklo, and the whole world is for them, and it's it's uh, it's coming to them, but they they don't have it. They're needy. But if you're not needy, you're sameach bechalko, you have it. So then it doesn't occur to me why why shouldn't I why shouldn't I give to others? And it goes really beyond that. Also, I was actually having a conversation with uh, with Weber yesterday when we were in the car. The the uh, we were talking about the idea of you know none of us the Baltani talks about this also. None of us are ever going to be perfect. Right, the Baltani asked the question. He says more. He says if the average person is never going to reach the level of tzaddik, so that means that we're in the level of bainani. If we're in a bainani, then we're be'etzem somebody who has a challenge. Right, we're in the stage of fighting the good fight. If you conquer the fight, then you're a tzaddik. But say, the Baltani say for bainanim. So he says if be'etzem ninety-nine point nine percent of people, you know, the we're not we're not either. So you're busy fighting the good fight. So that means you're essentially set up for failure. You're never actually going to conquer it. So what's the point? The upshot of the answer is that the success is that you're engaged in the journey. The success is not that you're, that the, the definition of success is not to get to the top of the mountain, it's to be engaged in the climb. And one of the things that we were talking about is, so let's say I have challenges A, B, C, and you have challenges D, E, and F, and we both have our different, our different uh, you know, ultimate success. Can, do I have a problem respecting you because you're good at something different than me? Right. If I'm good at basketball and you're good at baseball, and I say, well, what you, what you do doesn't really have value. 
So if I respect if I respect the journey itself, if I respect the idea that somebody's working on themselves and finding finding godless in their potential, the same way that I'm able to find respect in myself, even though I haven't reached all my goals yet, but I can respect about myself that my definition of success is that I'm trying as hard as I can, then I have no problem respecting about you that you're trying as hard as you can. Right. If I if, if, so, it, it works both ways. If if I say that I only that that Ba'etzim I'm lacking. If I if I didn't take over the world and I didn't get every single thing that's coming to me, so then I'm I'm not worthy of I'm not worthy of any type of a cover. Then I've I've problem respecting you also. But I'd come that I'm able to I'm able to to find sipuk in the journey itself. I'm able to find sipuk and understand and embrace the idea that a person's working hard on myself as, as hard as I can. Then I can. Respect that about you also. And that, that, that's what he says here also. A comment that a person is mitzap, he's anticipating. He's only he only respects about himself until the entire world pays him homage and he reached the top of the mountain and he's the richest person in the world and he has everything. So then if I don't have everything, so then I'm entitled. It's coming to me. I need everybody to give me anything that I can and I need to reach the top of that mountain. But then I can't respect you either because if you're if you haven't accomplished everything that's in line with my success, then I don't respect that about you. But if I if, if if I if I have a, a, a seepuk in the idea of of the fact that I'm an Evid Hashem and I'm trying to bring Kvayt Hashem into the world and I'm trying to find meaning, so then I can respect also about you that you're trying to find meaning. So the more that a person is entitled and the more that a person needs everything and they don't have a, a, a meaning just in the everyday avoda, the more that a person is only mitzapa that everybody should give him covered and that he should have success and that he should be on top of the world, the less he's able to find the meaning and other people either. So it comes out that the way to become a Kavadik person is really to find meaning in the Tzuras Adam. It's to find meaning in the Shama. It's to find meaning in the way that Hashem set up the world. And the way to find meaning in how Hashem set up the world and to find meaning in your own life is really to develop this perspective towards everything around you, to live in a world that's that's designed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where there's, no extra, where, where there's nothing outside of that, where you're living in a meaningful world. To do that, the practice towards that is to recognize about yourself that you're at Salem Elohim and also to recognize about others that they're at Salem Elohim and we'll do, we'll do the first one. Okay, Vad Rishon. Garcinim Bekedushin, Tanra Banan Ha'echel Beshokareu Domel Kalev. A person who eats in the street is like a Kalev. It's like a, it's like a Kalev. Okay, in line with what we said before. Not that he's doing something usher, but the way that he relates to a mensch is, is, is that he, he doesn't have that, that self respect. Rashi, why is he puzzle Why can't he tell the truth just because he eats in the street? If he doesn't have a respect for the Tzuras Adam, if he doesn't have a respect for the Tzelem Elohim, then the same way that he undermines his own importance, his own covet in a real way, his own selamelokimness, then that shows how he's gonna to relate to other situations also. 
and if he and therefore who says what's the reason that a person doesn't lie in Adas? Because they're gonna get punished? Let's say they won't get punished. It's Ba'asim because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to tell the truth. They're holding themselves to a certain standard. If a person doesn't hold themselves up as a Tzalem Elohim to a certain standard, then they're not gonna be embarrassed to lie either. Because a person eats in the street, they're gonna lie in eight in court. Everything is kosher. It has a good ashkacha. He makes a bracha. What, what do you do wrong? It's not a matter of right and wrong. What it is is that it's reflecting on their world view. It's a chisarn in their adinus and nefesh, in their importance of, of, of subtlety and, and, and sensitivity. If you want to be sensitive to others, the, the, the idea of sensitivity has to start with the self, right? It's like you can't, I can't love other people if I don't love myself because I, I have nothing to give. Says if a person doesn't hold, a person is the closest thing to themselves. If a person doesn't have any respect for the tzelam elokim within, then their their perspective is going to be limited as they relate to situations outside themselves. Also, a person's hakpada on their own covered, their understanding of themselves as a tzelam elokim will dictate their modes of behavior, and this is the aside of inyane. We can achieve a certain clarity, maybe. It's the outer that is essentially you are compelled to. When you recognize that this world is like, you know, like binary code in a computer, the program, I don't care what things look like, the code of this world, the inner panemius of this world is essentially Ratzin Hashem designed towards a certain tachlis, and you are a Tzalem Elohim that's able to bring that into the world, and you can attach and change the world by your actions, every thought, speech, and action, and therefore, that's going to dictate your Hanhaga, like we've said before, even the even the Sicha Kala right? And when a person recognizes that every single thing about them actually has significance, sometimes the more subtle things have even more significance than the outer things. We discussed last week, silence sometimes could be a bigger gvura than doing very, you know, big actions. This requires you to act a certain way. Now that happens first. If a person <coughs> can't recognize the significance of actions in their own thought, speech, and action, then they, they don't relate to the way that Anhaga saw them like that, then they can't truly relate to the Anhaga of somebody else like that either. If they don't relate to themselves as, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu's son, as B'ni B'chayri Yisrael, <coughs> they're not going to relate to somebody else like that either. Maybe they do a few more mitzvahs, they learn a little more, they have a bigger beard. Until they recognize the chashivas of a chelik elokami mal, they're not going to relate to other people any better than really than they relate to themselves. The Rambam states hanhagas that relate to a Tamil Chacham that are all coming from a sensitivity to subtlety and a nobility and an aristocracy. And all of these are a chiyah for a Tamil Chacham. Not because, besides for the fact that it's a Kiddush Hashem, 
and not a Chilol Hashem. It's a Hashivas for what the Talmud Chacham represents, the idea that you're in control of the world, that you have the idea to elevate the entire world, you and and all of the levels and all of the Malachim, and you could do these triggers. If you understand who you are, then you have to walk around with a Hashivas. There's no space to write, Kan Lahavias, the entire parak. We're not going to write the entire parak of the Rambam out. But however, this is going to be the first step. The first step is to open up Hilchas Deis, Parakei from the Rambam, and to be Misragel in the Kiyom of these Halachas. Eating is a big part of it. If you've ever opened like a tzetl katan, certainly chasidus, you could see the importance that it's that, that's uh, attached to eating. Achilo, which is essentially if a person starves to death, their neshama leaves their body. Eating is giving the, the, the fuel to a person to have life in this world. The, the, we make kiddush on wine, right? Uh, 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 on food is a big part of uh, of our mitzvahs also. Eating is a big avodah. The reason that we we have to hold ourselves to a certain standard is not because we want to have that other people should honor us and so forth, but it's rather to We have to get used to the idea that this world is a is a is a is a statement is is a is an, is an actualization of Ratzon Hashem. The biggest part of that is the the human neshama Elokim. The closest that we are to that is recognizing the Tzelam Elokim within ourselves. And if a person doesn't work on appreciating their godless and their their, their mindless of themselves, then they're never going to be able to relate to people outside of them. It's like almost like, you know, not exactly the same, but we said, brings down. If a person doesn't have kibbutz aim, they don't understand that their parents brought them into the world and provided for them their food and their clothing and every aspect of their life. How could they ever have covered for Hashem either? A person who doesn't recognize that uh, that they, that in the most accessible way a human being gave them life, then Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which seems to be more removed from our five senses, how are we going to ever truly honor Hakadosh Baruch Hu and have Hakaras Atov Hakadosh Baruch Hu if the ones who, in the most tangible way, gave us life, we can't? We can't have Akar Satov to. Here also, he says, you're never really going to be able to relate to the world of an expression of Ratzon Hashem, is my take on it, unless you can really start with the most accessible thing. And the most accessible thing that we have is our own Tzalem Elokim. L'Rabim Niris and Hagazos Kisil Salmiyosur, it seems like a flourish. Yeridas Hadoros, Heiva Gam Al Adinos Nefesh. It also brought down, uh, the Eurydice Sadoras brought down our, sen- our sensitivity to subtlety and to the subtlety of, uh, of, of a man, of, of human beings. And if, you, and if you look at the piece we had before, we live in a world where Marbel Zalzel is the one, the, the Mizalzel in the worst possible way, right? Let alone like, you know, they had like Baal Pa'ar, but if you look around, it's like, you know, the, 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 the biggest thing is who can be totally anti everything, anti establishment. Even like in music, I mean, like, you know, or like abstract art. I mean, in any realm, the way that the contemporary world is going, certainly Western culture is told zilzal. Ulam dafka nefesh. It's dafka developing an appreciation for subtlety and for godless and chashivos and, and for covered. We should move away for things that are boorish. Achila is something that's also very, very close to home. 
It's also something that it's not always that easy. The whole idea of fast food, the whole idea of like eating while we're walking and hot dogs at ball games. Eating is an avoda. If you wash and you bench, I mean, we'll have bench phobia, right? Inflation phobia. The idea of eating as a chashivus, he says, is like the starting point. It's something so close to central to human life. The idea that we just eat in such a boorish way, he says that, so if you need a starting point, the starting point is yourself and the starting point is the way that you hold yourself out and eating is among the highest things to work on. That so the Rambam is a place to start in terms of the Anhagas that he lays out, but to recognize a self-respect and a chashivas and a godless, you know, whether it's a hat and jacket for da, I mean, anything that 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 uh, I mean, that's one example. You say, well, I'm not holding there, but you are holding there if you recognize yourself as mamish etzelam elokim and you do things and you walk in a certain way and you talk in a certain way. And the chitzonius is ma'ira the pnimius that a person develops an idea of the chashivas of the etzelam elokim, and if you don't recognize that. That's an outer problem. That's not an inner problem. You have to learn to relate to it. We'll just do the next one because it's quick. It, it, it's really just like almost an extension in a certain way. He says that Sefer Vad Sheni Reish Chav Zayin. That the Sefer Shari Avoda Miyochas Lerbenu Yona starts off Hapesach Harishain. Nah, you know what? Actually, we'll stop over here. Okay. We'll stop over there. So that's that's be'etzem. The first thing is is relating is relating to the world as understanding what covet is. This entire world is essentially a world that is, that runs and operates on a value system. The the. The, the central to the Kayach HaBechira is our being able to develop a value system. The value system that we relate to the world in is since the entire tachlis of the world is is ultimately HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need us, right? In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we can't give Hashem anything else. The only, the only thing, if at all, that we can do towards Hashem is a recognition that we are Avdei Hashem and, and that we have Akara Satov and they have to do this. When we go and we use our Kayach HaBechira as such and we find Hakadosh Baruch Hu in this world, we relate to this world as a as a relation of of Ratzon Hashem. That's be'etzem covered. The way that we do that, the faculty that we do that with, that we relate to this world is it's the neshama within, and it's the neshama within the human being. We can't even relate to the the as habriyos. The way the the only way that we're going to do that to relate to the entire world that way is really to start off with what's closest to home and to start off working towards exercises about understanding our own godless and that's what the second Bible is also going to talk about you open up a nefesh achayim you open up in one realm you know, and you understand the chashivas of your thought your speech your action you're being able to change the world the idea that you're a shliach of Hashem the idea that every single thing that you makes a difference and you treat yourself with that covet and if you're not holding there then that's your problem so come to hold there but you, you understand that that starts to develop this idea and then once you develop this idea then you look at others with that idea also the same way that my actions matter, your actions matter. I, you have challenges. I have challenges. I don't hate myself for those challenges. What do I do? I respect the fact that I'm on the journey and that I want to engage in Ratz and Hashem. So then I can respect the fact that you're on the journey and you're relating to Ratz and Hashem. The fact that neither one of us got there doesn't take anything away and you can mamish live in a world where, where, where there's HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everything. Okay, Shkayach.